1: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right.
3: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy
1: way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast.
4: Oh yeah It is the Odd couple I'm Chris Broussard alongside my partner Rob Parker. Parker No It is not Rob Parker it is my man Martin Weiss and we are live from the tirerack.com studio well, tirerack.com will help you get there wherever there may be They've got an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free roll hazard protection, and more than 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. And this right here, the odd couple, even without Rob, is the way sports talk radio should be. Let me welcome in my man filling in for Rob Parker, none other than Martin Weiss. What's up, man?
6: Chris, man, great to be here with you down here in Birmingham, Alabama, at wow. the National How's Association that? of Black Journalists Conference. Let me tell you something. Your boy, Rob Parker, it's like it's like walking with the mayor. You, you can't go three feet without <laughs> stopping and talking to somebody. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's absurd. But last night was awesome. Uh, you know, Mark Spears elected into the NABJ Hall of Fame. And so it was good to see that. You know, Chris, he and I actually cousins.
4: Was it together? You and Mark Spears are cousins.
6: Yeah, in a long, yeah, in a a second cousin Louisiana backwood type of way. Yeah,
4: okay, okay. Yeah, so
6: yeah, Mark's was yesterday. Rob's will be tomorrow. Oh, it's
4: different night. Okay, yeah, two different nights. You know uh, what? Hey, 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 you know what? We're down here in Alabama, Chris.
6: You got to line up something to do. You know what I'm
4: saying? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'm wondering, man. Birmingham. (laughs) That's interesting.
6: Yeah, it's a. It is, uh, you know, I was, you know, Chris, I fly all the time, travel from Los Angeles all the time. Didn't realize for about the first five minutes when I was trying to book this flight that I had nonstop selected. I thought for a minute, maybe I couldn't fly from L.A. to Birmingham. You can You're just going to have to make a stop in either Dallas or Houston or Atlanta yeah, that, or something that, like that. That's
4: not surprising. That's not surprising. But, yo, enjoy the weekend, man. Enjoy your time there and tell everybody, Rob, Mark, all them. That I said, what's up? We got a great show for the next three hours, so keep it locked here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, or Sirius XM 83. However you may be listening, Devin Gardner, former Michigan quarterback and captain. Was he there when you... He's a little younger than you. No, he, he was... Uh, his... Uh...
6: I want to say his number ninety-eight season, the where he wore ninety-eight as the quarterback, right? Was uh, that was my fifth year in college, so okay. I, I was there. Okay. For, I, was, I only did five, only did the five, Chris. But still, but yeah, the no, me five. and Devin Gardner, uh, you know, uh, we were alumni together.
4: All right, cool. So we'll have him on the show at the bottom of the hour. Let's introduce the iCouple couple crew, super producer Rob G, still out. Keep him in your prayers. A uh, little bout with COVID. Uh, Bo Benson filling in for him. We've got, of course, DJ Alex. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Brandon Trufa. It's not Bo Benson. My bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon, yes, the truth. Uh, Alex Tyshirt is here, of course. It's a Thursday. Tyshirt's Tower of Trivia in the third hour. You know he's not missing that. Lord. And have mercy. Uh, yes, we got our man Sagar Patel on the social media and on the update. Hey, Steve. Our man, Steve Segar. All right, let's get it popping. Martin, and of course, you can catch Martin here on Fox Sports Radio every Saturday, four to seven p.m. Pacific, seven to ten Eastern, doing his thing on the Martin and VJ show. You just heard VJ Husky last night. Now I've got—should I say the better half or just half hey, of man, the Martin look, and VJ show?
6: Hey, I'll let y'all do all I that. I don't want to get between
4: y'all, start no mess. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
6: the the better half, I'll say. Go ahead. All right, I'll, there I'll, you I'll go.
4: There you go. All right. So, um, look, tonight football is finally here, albeit in an exhibition form. We've got the uh, Hall of Fame game, the Cleveland Browns, and the New York Jets, two really interesting teams this year, I think, and mainly because of their quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson looking to bounce back and get back to the old Deshaun Watson that we haven't seen in a few years now. Uh, of course, he had his issues off the field with the sexual uh, harassment, assault, all of that stuff. He's trying to move past that and uh, wasn't very good last year. What he play? Six games last year? Yep. Wasn't very good, but this year we'll see if he can bounce back. And then, of course, for the New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers playing for his first time outside of Green Bay. So a lot of expectations, certainly in New York and even at, time, at places uh, throughout the NFL. So, uh, Martin Weiss, I'm going to throw this question at you. Which quarterback do you think will have a better year, Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson? You can throw in the team success, too. So what's well, your, I what's think, your, that's the
6: question. Well, team success is definitely going to matter, especially in New York. Because yes. if they come out and, and they get off to an ugly start, that's going to be, you know, all, all of the Taylor Swift honeymoon messes, that's going to be right, well over very quickly. Right. I think that Aaron Rodgers will have the better year. I was just talking about, th- Chris, in the last three years, Aaron Rodgers has won two MVPs, no? Like, like he's been right there. And he had a broken thumb last year on his throwing hand. I don't... It, it Really, until Mike Sando came out with the NFL tears, I was wondering if I was losing my mind. Because I was I was the only one that thought Aaron Rodgers was still elite. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry, that dude can still spin it and play. Like, he's nice. And like, with I, Deshaun Watson, as good as he's been in his career, it, it really hasn't turned into real success on the field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Outside I mean, of they the,
4: had some, they did make the playoffs a few times in Houston, but... His last year there, which was he was tremendous individually, you're right. They only won four games. So you're right on that.
6: So, you know, so I think when you look at the team success, I think the Jets will be better than the Browns. Uh, I think that Rodgers will be again, rookie receivers last year, broken thumb. And I get it towards, you know, he's out there. So it, what matters is what he's doing when he's out there, right? So he's playing, he's not sitting. But still, Chris, even towards the end of the year,
4: he turned it on a
6: little bit, started well, looking a little, a little bit, bit more like. A little bit. He wasn't
4: himself. He still hasn't been putting up the big numbers. I mean, look, I'm with you. I you, I know you 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 work with first things first. You you're there in the morning meetings and all that, and um, so I know you know my thought. I, I'm I'm with you now. I do understand the apprehension about Rogers. I am not as sold as you are that. Oh, it was just, you know, I don't know what you blame. The injury. And I get it. I do think the injury had a played a factor. I also think the fact that he wasn't engaged in yep. Green Bay anymore. He didn't wasn't engaged with his receivers. He clearly wasn't happy with the organization. I think all of that played a role. And I think an Aaron Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder is the best Aaron Rodgers. I mean. And that Chris. certainly is this year's. And you're right, the pieces around him, the running backs. The, the receivers led by Garrett Wilson. The offensive line is a bit of a question mark, but I think he'll make them better himself with quick releases and smart play. And I think they'll be a little better than people expect. And the defense obviously is locked down. So I'm with you there. Um, I'm not 100% certain. I am betting on Rodgers to have a great year, a very good year, not necessarily the MVP, but closer to that than he was last year um but i think i have a little more doubt than you do cuz he does turn 40 in december i mean yeah and he's and you know what father
6: time is undefeated and I get it. He's old, and we haven't. We, we cannot keep going with. Well, Tom Brady did it because Tom right. Brady is everybody's one of one. Gonna right? right, everybody's not going to be that. Everybody's not going to be there. And I understand. You're right. I do. I watch First Things First all the, every day. <laughs> I know it's been it's been how many weeks, Kevin
4: Wilde, since Aaron Rodgers threw for 300 yards? Right, twenty three. I, uh, I hear look, that I, every day.
6: Look, I get <laughs> it. I I 100 get it. But to your point, Aaron Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder, real or perceived. We've seen it. We've seen right. it happen. They draft a quarterback in the first round. And he's like, oh, you want to do that? All right. Good, good luck. Just watch me win back-to-back MVPs. Watch me, you know, and, you know what? Maybe, Chris, a lot of this maybe stems from being uh, uh, in Detroit for 10 years and covering the
4: lines in that oh, team. He, he paced y'all a lot.
6: I'll say, look, y'all is a stretch, but still <laughs> the point remains. I have seen Aaron Rodgers do a lot of crazy things on the football field. I got a lot of respect so for that man are in this game.
4: What are your expectations for the Jets then? I, think I do. Make, I think they'll make the playoffs. I And look, once you get there, especially when you have a quarterback like Rodgers, uh, you're a threat. But I don't I don't think they'll come out of the AFC, but I do think they'll make the playoffs.
6: No, I got them as a wild card. I think Miami yep. actually is going to win the division. But, uh, like, even with Ramsey being so. So,
4: do you have Buffalo making the playoffs? No. Wow. Right now, I'm lean. I've thought about that. This is a tough one because I think these three teams are all good. Right now, and, you know, we'll make our official picks as we get closer to the season, but – Right now, I'm leaning Buffalo winning it, uh, the division, mm-hmm. and New York being the wild card and Miami missing, which I well, hate to say because I, I, they are stacked.
6: I mean, that's Miami is stacked up and down. And I know the whole thing if Tua can stay upright, but then they went and go got Mike White. Mike White can start four games in a season. I'm not saying you're happy about it, but it's not like there's a there's yeah. a few Zach Wilson I mean, can't start four games this back, season. Backup. You know what I'm he's saying? A, like
4: like nah, that's he's fair. a
6: decent backup, right? So he's that's a decent fair. backup. He'll be able to He should be able to get the ball out. And again, it's one of those things it's like you just got to show up, almost like if, if you're the quarterback of the Dolphins. I'm not saying and
4: that they j- stacked this. It's, it's it's. I'm stacked. still thinking it's it's. I'm just I can't see three teams making it though. I don't see I, and I, but that's you're why leaving out Buffalo. That's saying a lot. Woo! Well, Chris,
6: all right, let's let, let's think it out. Right, that defensively, I feel like they've taken a step back. Just even without Leslie Frazier being there and Sean McDermott taking a bigger role, but like last year.
4: Well, Defensively, River, they miss Von Miller a lot. Like he, he's exactly. back, and that that's a big loss. But with him back, I think they'll be better. I think Tre'Davious White will be better. He wasn't very good when he came back, but we'll get we can get to that another time. But quickly, uh, Deshaun Watson. So you, it's one thing to say Aaron Rodgers will have a better year. What type of year though do you think Watson has? Quickly, like can he get back to what he was in Houston? In your view.
6: I know he better for the click for the sake of the Browns in that contract, but right. I, honestly, I don't think so. I wow. don't. I mean, think Done about it, twenty seven. Well, just think, of, uh, think about uh, the, the only guy I can really think of as analogous is Michael Vick, who, like, when he sat, I mean, obviously they were in, they were in di- different types of trouble, and, and, and obviously right. Mike went to jail and all that. But, like, when you just take a year off, quote-unquote, essentially, which is what he did it, 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 the last time, the last year Basically in Houston. It's
4: been a year, almost two years. It's almost been two
6: years, and then that six-game sample size, obviously it wasn't great, but I, I'd say this. If he's a top-five quarterback by the end of the season, I'd be surprised.
4: Well, I agree with that. I don't expect yeah. top five. I'll give him a shot at inching toward that top 10. Um, you know, I hope he can come back. I know he did some terrible things uh, allegedly, but it looked like he did them. Um, but uh, I hope he can bounce back. And uh, he was a great player. We'll see if he can get back to form. Hi, this is Jay Glazer. And you may know me for the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. Well, you don't know.
8: Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development,
5: Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: Live from the TireRack.com studios, our next guest played quarterback and was a captain as well at Michigan, now a Fox College football analyst friend of the show. We welcome in Devin Gardner. Devin, welcome to The Odd Couple.
5: Oh, I'm excited! It's been a long time. I'm, I know you hate me. You're just keeping me away from the show, but I'm here.
4: No, <laughs> nah, it's all love for you. In fact, one of your uh, your Michigan alums, Martin Weiss, absolutely. is here
5: doing the show with me. Man, hey, absolutely. You and, know, Devin, you better not say nothing wrong.
6: <laughs> no, what I do have to say though, and I've told the other the person who caught this pass, thank you so much because it was the most, it was the wildest game I, had, one of the wildest games because I ever saw. Michigan Northwestern, Devin Gardner's oh, second start at, at Michigan, right? Yep, first, second first start ever. Start. Hey, I mean, Chris, look. He throws a 53 yard pass to Roy Roundtree, and they do the the most fire drill field goal I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how everybody wasn't off sides. It was one of the most. As a Michigan fan, Chris, it was some dark times there early on. But that right there, I was like, "Thank you for le- giving me something to root for." Back now, now that we're here, so
5: appreciate you, brother. Little known fact, little known fact, my own auntie left the game, so you know. Oh wow! <laughs> he oh heard, wow! He heard the eruption on the hail mary from from stadium
6: <laughs> that's hilarious
4: <laughs> well speaking of dark times at michigan uh right now uh, your coach is suspended jim harbaugh for the first four games now their games what is it rutgers i think bowling green like games they should win but how is what is the feeling around there i mean has this really cast a pale over that team or do they think feel like they can really move past it and try to fight for a, a spot in the playoff again?
5: I don't think it's a big deal at all. Like you said, the first four games, those are your fluff games. And if they can't finish those, they didn't have an opportunity to play in the playoff anyway, right? You can't right. finish those right off your right, head coach, right, with everybody <laughs> else in the back. You didn't have a chance anyway. And so the one thing I would say, you know, you, you think, like, how bad is the violation, right? Like, is it this big thing? Like, did they cheat or whatever? And so from listening to Harbaugh and talking with people – you know, the NCAA has some rules, right? And so I remember when I was in college, you could have a continental breakfast. You could have, you know, fruit and bagels, but you could not have cream cheese. If you have cream cheese, we're going to lose Really? Colleges, right? So <laughs> that is coffee, like that, You know That's what I mean? That's so ridiculous. And so I don't know if this was a one of those wow. types of rules where it's like, hey, maybe you talk this long to, to a guy or whatever the case may be. All the details aren't out. But from what Harbaugh is saying, he's like, Listen, guys, I, I, I'm i not ashamed of, of the thing that happened. And maybe it's one of those rules that maybe shouldn't be a rule, like not allowing people to have cream cheese. <laughs> <So laughs> they will be fine.
6: Hey, look, they better be fine through those first four games. Otherwise,
4: right, I'm, you and, like you said. I don't yeah. even
6: want to go there. I don't even want to go there. I'm not putting that out there. But, Devin, when you were in college, did you ever ever in your wildest dreams imagine that Michigan will, playing a, will be playing a conference game against UCLA? or USC? Because that's oh, where we're I at now.
5: Never thought of it. You know, you know the crazy thing is how they're adding all these teams and different things like that. I never played Wisconsin, right? I was in college for five years and I never, wow. I've never been to Wisconsin and I never played Wisconsin. And so the fact that they're adding in all these new teams and a new commissioner saying, hey, if you're here for four years, I want to have you have played in every stadium and been everywhere. I think that's really, really cool. But like you said, I would have never thought in a million years that a conference game versus UCLA will be viable. So what are your thoughts ahead, on just
4: the, the realignment in general? I mean, obviously it's, it's coming. Um, and it's going college football is going to look much different um, in a few years. What are your thoughts on it in general?
5: Uh, specifically in the big 10, I love that they're doing away with the East and West because it, mm-hmm. obviously the, the, the West is, you know, struggling a bit. Right. And so, you, you aren't getting the best games in that championship game and things like that. And so and a lot of people are upset. Ohio State will have to play Michigan twice. But for either side, that gives you the opportunity to either redeem yourself or, or stump a guy while he's down. Right? And so that would be good for that rivalry. But the realignment all around the country I think is awesome. you got big schools going to big conferences trying to make a splash, uh, particularly the last one we just saw with Colorado going to the Big 12. I think it's genius by Dion because if you want to recruit at that level, right that mm-hmm. high level that you're you're talking about, you got to try to get in Texas and and you're not getting the top kids in Texas if they got to go play in the Pac-12, well, the UCLA, USC, less Pac-12 and maybe even Oregon's out of there. And so, the Pac-12 is struggling to, you know, stay afloat right now, but as far as Big 12, uh Cincinnati done a great job of being a great program and, and earning that Power 5 kind of title. UCF going to uh, the the Big Twelve as well. I think the the Big Twelve, SEC, Big Ten are as strong as they've ever been.
6: But like you just said, the uh, the team, I mean the the conference here that is going to be on the chopping block, the Pac twelve. Do you where do we see? How do you see this ending up? Are we going to have like four major conferences? I know we talk about the Power Five and right. Group of Five, but like as we're sitting here, like I I thought have thought it was unimaginable when we were in college that USC would be playing in the Big House in November. Like that's ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? But here we are. Oregon, you said maybe leaving the Pac-12. USC, UCLA already out of it. It kind of feels like we're headed to like the AFC and the NFC, but just for college football
5: eventually with like two major Which groups. Which might not And that's be what bad. Ends up
4: Right, right.
5: Uh, I, I'm fully, I'm for it, right? It's worked for a very long time at the highest level. And the fact that they found a way to get this playoff, the power five stigma doesn't matter as much because now you're going to get teams in, right? Teams, if you're good mm. enough, they're going to watch the film, the college football playoff committee. They're going to figure it out, and you will be in. There will be no more, oh, well, he didn't play – they didn't play in a strong conference or whatever. Well, put them in there against Bama at number 12 and see what they do. You know what I right. mean? And so I think that it's the best thing for college football because you know you always have those years in the in the DCS. It was, we're undefeated. We're the best team, and because of a computer, we didn't get our chance. And then in the college football playoff, well, we're undefeated, but because you guys said we didn't play anybody, we right. didn't get our chance. Well – now everybody's got their chance, and Power Five just doesn't mean as much, in my opinion.
4: Nah, I feel you on that. Um, USC, you heard Martin mention him, Caleb Wilson or Williams, obviously the the returning Heisman Heisman Trophy winner, being compared to Patrick Mahomes. What are your thoughts on that?
5: That's tough because at this time, Patrick Mahomes wasn't Patrick Mahomes, you know. Right. You know, and that's what we do, though, right? We we compare. We try to get the next, right? Who's the next guy? This guy's amazing. We don't want to enjoy this, though. We want the next Jordan. We want the next LeBron. We want the next Patrick Mahomes. Um, and, and with all that being said, this young fella might be that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just telling you. You I got don't off that soapbox quickly. Guess what? He's that guy. And I got to be that guy because of it.
6: Look, I, Caleb Williams is incredible. But I do incredible. wonder this. When you see... Okay, so there's a couple guys in this class that I do like that aren't Caleb Williams. First, I think of Riley Patterson at uh, at Duke and then Drake May at North Carolina. Where do you see these guys falling in? Because I think over the next, you know, probably six to eight months, it'll be Caleb Williams hype phenomena and all that. Where do you see some of the other arms in this class falling out? It's crazy you know, a Duke. I had Duke
5: last year and... I was super impressed, right, with this young yeah. guy who hadn't had a bunch of reps, uh, especially talking to him and then getting a chance to see him work. He, he had a nice year, and, and he, if he can take the next step, I think he could be a special player. And, and Drake May, man, what do you want, right? Six foot four, 230 pounds. And, and, you know, aside from all those attributes, when I got a chance to watch him play, he's a guy that he knows the game and he plays on schedule, right? Kind of getting a chance to see him throw guys open, and play like a professional football quarterback, not the gimmicky, throw the bubble, and that's why you kind of padding your stats, right? He's throwing the ball down the field, checking the ball down, moving his feet, and he can move as well. And so I think it's going to be hard to get into that Caleb Williams kind of class, but if I have to get a Drake May at number two in the draft, I am not going to be disappointed if I miss out on on, uh, Caleb Williams. Before you
4: go, um who do you think of, of, of the rookie quarterbacks this year in the NFL? You got, you know, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, like which any Levis, any anybody else, Anthony Richardson, who do you think uh will have the best rookie season?
5: I mean, the two that that I that everybody loves and I love and they went one and two just the way they should have is uh CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. And so I'm super interested to see, because Bryce Young for so long, similar to Kyler Murray, has been dominant at that size and has been able to be so successful when you probably shouldn't, right? Uh, He's playing a big man sports in a small frame. And I'm really interested to see, because I'm just telling you, man, he's got an aura about him that makes guys around him want to be better, play better, and win for him, right? And so when you have that type of thing, everybody talks about how good people can throw and all those different things. That stuff that's a given, right? He should be able to throw. He's number one pick. All these guys can throw. We get that. But as far as that aura and that ability to galvanize the troops, without even saying a whole bunch, I'm super interested to see how he's able to fare. And they put some good pieces around him. So he's not the normal number one pick, Peyton Manning going to an awful team. They've got some nice weapons around him, some veterans that can help him along the way. And I think by the middle of the season, people will be talking really highly about Bryce Young and, and mm. obviously I love Jay Stroud and the way he works right because you know he's always been behind he's, uh, uh, Bryce Young right he's always right. been the second fiddle right. and, and I think that that chip on his shoulder is going to carry him strongly even though he has a first-year coach I think that that chip on his shoulder is going to continue to carry him because he's got all the tools as well
4: all right that's our man Devin Gardner he has all the tools as well as a college football analyst great stuff man we appreciate you
5: all right, guys, and go blue. I need I need Broussard to say it. One of these hey, guys. I, I done given
4: him so much money. Whether <laughs> I say it or not, I'm go blue. They know <laughs> it. <laughs> they go got blue. so much of my money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they should. All right. Appreciate All right, God. brother. Keep up the great work, man. All right,
6: man. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
0: My best hopes.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: And our next guest is the Dallas Cowboys beat writer for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, friend of the show, Clarence Hill. Clarence, welcome to the iCouple, brother.
7: What's up, fellas, man? How y'all doing today?
4: We are good. Martin Weiss is in for Rob Parker. We're great, man. Um, Let's get to it. Jerry was talking, um, and I want to get to some of the specifics he was talking about. He said that the offense is DAC friendly. And when he described what that meant, more dump-offs, fewer reads pre-snap, fewer reads post-snap, wide receivers not having to read the DBs, it's And this is not an insult to, to Dak, Mike McCarthy, whoever, but it sounds like they've dumbed down the offense a bit. Is that essentially what is going on
7: or has gone on? I, I think they simplified the offense. And, 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 and there was a lot of confusion last year. It really is compared to last year, what they were doing. Rather, really they're moving more to a West Coast scheme, and that's about getting the ball out. Remember when San Francisco was good, they were getting the ball out quickly to Jerry Rice. I'm not saying that we're just a Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. But it's about getting the ball out quickly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one of the issues they had last year was put people, receivers are in the wrong spot uh, and, or or in the same spot. And so they have a better understanding of the offense. So they simplified some things for the entire offense. And, the, and that's basically what he was trying to say.
6: Now nah. – Clarence, how much of this is in part because Dak Prescott had a half a trillion interceptions last year in 12 games? Like, like how much well, of the simplification of this? I know that you're just saying see, the guys are on different see, pages and stuff.
7: See, so you, you you, really got the wrong guy. You really got the wrong guy with, with the <laughs> half a trillion. I'm old enough to remember when Brett Favre was throwing 30 interceptions. Well, that, that was iron. a different NFL. Yeah, that was a different I'm, NFL. I'm, I'm, a, I'm assuming you guys are of a certain uh, age. I want you to go down the list and tell me the interception leaders over the last 10 years, 15 has caused the most, so Yeah, but I mean, we, what we're, we're
4: saying is that's when you could hit. You're talking about all those guys. We know the numbers are much better now, but that's because yeah, you used I'm to
7: be the hit that, quarterbacks. That, that, you used to be the hit receivers. Well, It's you know, a different well, game. He, but even in the last 10 years, I'm not even talking about what Brett Favre played. I'm talking about in the last 10 years. Last five years, fifteen is still a low number compared to that. So I, I, I would say that a, a, a trillion is a lot. I would say that fifteen is 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 you know certainly they want him to cut down on interception, but that's that's not the reason. The Cowboys' offense last year, mm-hmm. the receiver core was off. I mean we wanted to worst receiver goals later. They got a lot of you know, little separations. You know, with Mike McCarthy I'm just going by what Mike McCarthy said, who's running the offense. We talked about changes they want to make. They wanna change the blocking scheme. The offense, the right. protection was bad. So they're doing things to change the offense to make you know, help Dak be more decisive in the decision making and be cleaner in the decision making, certainly. And hopefully that will cut down interceptions. But again, that's more about the entire offense and the problems they had on offense uh, as a group, not necessarily a, a, a indictment of Dak Prescott. If you if you watch the Cowboys play, Dak Prescott does a lot at the line of He has a lot of control of what goes on, calling his protection. He's not bus driving out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Just watch what he does. But yeah, you want to cut down. Everybody wants fewer turnovers. There, there's no question about that. But again, these are not things that are say. We got to do this because Dak needs the offense dumbed down. That's that's not the uh, the point. Do you
4: think the running game? Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott is gone. Uh, do you think the running game will be a strong? I think we talked to you last year, and you. I don't know if it was you or someone else, but you know, a lot of people were voicing, "Well, Pollard can't. He can't handle twenty twenty carries a game. You know, he would get broken up." A lot of people felt like. How are how are they going to handle the running game and do you think it'll be as strong as it has in the past few years?
7: Well, I mean, I think you still you see how Pollard Paul had to break out your year last year and, and the reason people question about what Pollard can handle is because he's never had to handle. I mean, you go back to college, you go back to high school, Pollard's never been a primary back, he's never been a guy that's carried about right. twenty times a game in his career, so we don't know what he can handle. Certainly they're gonna put more on him. Uh, but they're not going to run him down like he did Zeke in the past. He's not going to be 300 carry type guy. They do want to bring some guys in. They they have some some young backs behind him: Rico Dowdell, Malik Davis. They have the the the, uh, the you know kid from Kansas State, Deuce Vaughn. But I, I think at the end of the uh, training camp and preseason, they may add another back. You know to come. You know certainly a guy a short yardage back, goal line back you know, to, to add to the numbers. But they do believe in, in, in Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard had a breakout season last year. He's bigger than yeah, you he's think. Great. He's 215. He's, he's not 195. He's two hundred and fifty pounds. And, and again, he's a guy that, you know, is, is a big play waiting to happen. And they want to be able to get the ball in his hands, and allow him to make big plays. But, yeah, they're not going to wear him down for sure.
4: Any chance – Ronald Jones obviously out for the first two games with the PED suspension. Just two games, though. Any chance they bring back Zeke, I doubt it, but I got to ask you that. And if not Dallas, where do you think he might end up, if anywhere?
7: Well, that's the question. Of course, Jerry's never going to rule out Zeke because of his relationship with Zeke. But you you tell me, when they cut Zeke in March, did anybody believe that we get here to August and Zeke will still not be on the team? You know, and, and, and I so did that, think that's... it was possible, honestly just not been on a team at all. I mean, it's, no one saw the running back, but it is not just Z, you got a number of backs. I mean, I wouldn't think, I, I would have thought Dalvin Cook would have signed with someone by now. There are a number of backs out there that have not signed, and I just not see the dirt of the running back market it's just dropping off the cliff like it is where you got guys who are impact players who, you know, can still get it done, especially like a guy like Dalvin Cook who's not with a team. So, um, to, to make a long story short, the, the Cowboys did not cut Zeke with the plans of bringing it back. You know that that was right. never in the plan. That was never in the cards. You know, at the end of the day, he's still available. And in, in if push comes to shove, at, at, you know, at the end of the preseason, they're gonna let these guys run, let these young guys develop. They're not gonna let a, a veteran come in and be a progress stopper. You know, you know, you never say never, but that was not the plan. You know, you know, he Zeke visited. Uh, New England last week, and apparently Bill Belichick has called Stephen and called Jerry and, and called the Cowboys to get as much information about Zeke as, as possible, and so that's something, you know, they're looking at, and, and maybe Zeke will sign with them. Again, I don't uh, – again, I'm surprised he's not what it's team, but I, from what I understand, you know, just like with Dalvin Cook, I think it's about money. They're not playing for the minimum.
6: Yeah, to me, I, I would have thought that Zeke would have been on the team by now. That's for sure. Especially, I mean, Kareem Hunt, like some of the guys that are out there on the free agent market, just is yeah. kind of a crazy it's, it's really wild to think about. I want to go back to uh, the Cowboys that are currently on the roster, though. I saw you were tweeting about this, Clarence. Yeah, the. Trayvon Diggs and Dak kind of going back and forth at it. It feels like much ado about nothing, but still, like it feels like at least good competition between two of your team leaders there uh, in Diggs and in Dak uh, in Oxnard.
7: And that's what it is, like you know, my video that kind of went viral, and, and it, you know, was just we we put up practice video, we put up interceptions, we put up touchdowns, we put right. up everything in training camp every day in training camp, yep. it's trash talking. Dak and Diggs have been trash talking since 2020. They, they, you know, I, I, I went back and looked up stories, you know, doing the, when they did the hard knocks with the Cowboys and and Dak and Diggs were going at it. That's what they do. People are taking a, you know, it stands a sign of disrespect because he says set your b ass up, you know, and, and <laughs> that's just how they go. We talked to Dak and Diggs about it today, and they both laughed, laughed about it. Says not that big of a deal, you know, Dak. Is one who starts most of it. He's trash talking throughout practice. He's trash talking in the locker room. He said that's part of his leadership style. He wants people to go at him. He's not some prima con- prima donna quarterback. But right. guys can't come back at me. You know, we are all on the same level, but they do respect him. They're, they're, he is the leader of this team. There's no uh, disrespecting Diggs and Dak and any of those other guys. They they know Dak is the leader. He's one of the oldest players on the team, but he's relating to these young guys. And and it was again, it was much ado about nothing.
4: All right, that is our man, Clarence Hill, Cowboys beat writer for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Great stuff as always, man. We appreciate it.
7: Appreciate you guys. Thank you, man. Yes, sir.
1: All right, yep. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia,
0: movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and five-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
2: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, in general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: That's right.
3: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a Podcast. podcast.